0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
1: I, just, I don't have to show you any stinking watches.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: And breaking news right now, two items, ladies and gentlemen. First, Donald Trump's holding a a rally tonight in West Virginia. And according to the New York Times and other sources, West Virginia's governor, who is a Democrat, is going to switch parties to the Republican Party this evening. That's one bit of breaking news. Again, New York Times, other sources. The Washington... What is this? Not the Washington Post. It's the uh, Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Bob Mueller has impaneled a grand jury in the in the Russia probe. The White House appears to be downplaying this because it's the Russia probe and their interference in our elections. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything untoward that the Trump administration has to worry about, as we all remember. James Comey assured the president he was not under investigation three separate times. And I I still, if there had been evidence that Donald Trump was in any way involved with the Russians, it would have already come out. Anyhow, uh, so that's happening right now. We'll get you some more breaking news when we get to the flip around. After we finish up with Jim Acosta, uh, Jim Acosta, ladies and gentlemen, it, there there is an an axiom in journalism is never make yourself the story. Jim Acosta never learned that. Jim Acosta, as a matter of fact, seeks to make himself the story. It's so much when the, uh, the briefings went all audio or all print and they took the cameras away because Jim Acosta couldn't get his 15 minutes over and over and over again. So, here is Jim Acosta, once again acting as if the poem on the Statue of Liberty has the force of law.
2: No, what I'm asking you is Statue of Liberty Jim, has always Jim, been let me a, you a question. Of hope to the world Jim, for people to say Jim, do you believe People to this country? Jim, and they're not always going to speak Jim, English, Stephen. Jim, they're not
1: always going to be highly skilled. They're not always Jim, going to be Jim, so Jim, Jim, I, I Uh, This crap went on and on and on and on. And, I mean, it it bears pointing out, is there a question anywhere in here, Jim Acosta? Because he just goes on and on about his views. That is not the behavior of a real journalist, ladies and gentlemen. Now, much much has been said about fake news. Jim Acosta is a fake journalist. He is a propagandist disguised as a journalist, a fake journalist.
2: And he continues. I appreciate your speech, Jim. I appreciate your speech. So let's, let's talk about this. Jim, let's talk about this. In 1970, when we let in 300,000 people a year, was that violating or not violating the Statue of Liberty Law of the Land? In, 19, in the 1990s, when it was half a million a year, was it violating or not violating the Statue of Liberty Law of the Land? Was it violating when it was was 700,000 years? Tell me what years tell me what what years.
1: See, Acosta knows at this point that he's caught. Acosta knows at this point that he's been up there giving his opinion. And so that he and this is why journalists don't do this is because you open the door to having to answer questions when you make stupid statements. So what? The tables have been turned by White House. Policy Advisor Stephen Miller, asking Jim Acosta, hey, Jim, is since you're so upset about us cutting it down to 500,000, what makes you think that's not the proper number? Because this number has fluctuated throughout America's history. So tell us what the actual number is, Jim. Since you seem to be the authority, nobody elected you, but you seem to be the authority. Tell me what years
2: meet. Tell me what years meet Jim Acosta's definition of the Statue of Liberty poem "Law of the Land." So you're saying a million a year is the Statue of Liberty number? Nine hundred thousand violates it. Eight hundred thousand violates it.
1: Yeah, he he didn't want to answer because he realized he opened himself up for this. Jim Acosta was thoroughly embarrassed yesterday. I mean, and we said this after the after we laughed at Jim Acosta on this program, that the White House advisor, Stephen Miller, wiped the floor with him. Wiped the floor with him. We tweeted it out. I very rarely do tweets during the show. But yesterday, I felt so compelled I because I, of what I had just witnessed. And remember, folks, I used to do what Jim Acosta does. I used to be in news. So I know news anchors when I see them and he's our news reporters he's not one of them he's a propagandist an attention whore now here is Jim Acosta claiming that English the English only policy and it's not the sum total of the policy folks it, it has something to do with uh th- th- this merit-based scale that if you speak English it's going to put you higher on the list it's going to be a a positive mark for you whereas leftists and liberals like jim acosta don't think that your language should be should be a barrier to entering the united states and technically it's not under these new rules it just it's a it's a mark in your favor that you will be able to communicate with the vast majority of the people who are here in the united states so listen to the outrageous claims and some say racist claims of Jim Acosta,
2: and yes, they may learn English as a second language later on in life. So, but, but this Jim, whole this whole notion of well, they could learn, you know, they have to learn English before they get to the United States. Are we just going to bring in people from Great Britain and Australia?
1: Are we going to bring in just people from Great Britain and Australia? Okay, now now bear in mind, folks. Jim Acosta has shown his ignorance. Throughout this entire dressing down he got yesterday at the White House. How much he just doesn't know about the history of immigration in this country. The various levels of immigration that have been have been set by our government throughout history. He doesn't know. Doesn't care to read. And now he's made an astonishing claim. That this policy with its English only components. And it's not English only. It's just English. English language merit is somehow tantamount to restricting immigration to the UK and Australia. Now, what does that say? That says that in Jim Acosta's little mind and folks, I have to tell you, it is a very little mind. Most left-wing liberal progressives who make stupid statements like this do have very little minds. That, The sum total of the English-speaking world resides in Australia and the UK. And all it would have taken was a a quick search by Mr. Acosta on the World Wide Web to know and understand that as of 2015, there were 54 sovereign states and 27 non-sovereign entities in our world. That have English as the official language. That's 81 total. Not to mention. Other nations on the planet. Where English is a co-language. So 81 at least. Countries. Are English speaking. At least. But if you watch CNN. And you listen to Jim Acosta. You're left with the impression that only the UK. And Australia speak English. And that this this rule change restricts immigration to only those two countries. And it's nonsense. It's complete and utter tripe. And Jim Acosta, who is supposed to be a reporter and just reporting the facts, makes a statement, a statement, not a question, a statement that this policy restricts immigration to the UK and Australia alone. And of course he opened the door. This is why journalists don't do this folks with those who are in the political realm, like Stephen Miller, because you open yourself and your news organization up to getting a spanking and he and Jim Acosta got one. Jim, actually,
2: I have to honestly say I am shocked at your statement that you think that only people from Great Britain and Australia would know English—it's actually—it reveals your cosmopolitan uh, bias to a shocking degree. That in your mind, no, this is an amazing, this is an amazing moment. This is an amazing moment that you think only people from Great Britain or Australia would speak English is so insulting to millions of hardworking immigrants who do speak English from all over the world. Jim, have you honestly, Jim, have you honestly never met? A, an immigrant from another country who speaks English outside of Great Britain and Australia—is that your personal experience? Are, of course, there are people who come But to that's this not what you said, and it shows—it shows your cosmopolitan bias. And I just want to say, It like you're trying to engineer the I racial say, and ethnic flow of people into this country.
1: Ethnic flow? What? Eighty-one uh, sovereign states and non-sovereign states weren't enough for Jim Acosta? not to mention those from all over the world who have been speaking the language of freedom and commerce for the better part of a hundred years, English over a hundred years. Is Jim Acosta really this stupid?
2: That is one of the most outrageous, insulting, ignorant and foolish things you've ever said.
1: I agree. I agree. And this man is lauded and praised by CNN who praises and lauds that type of ignorance. And dare I say, it's borderline racist. What, you don't think a Kenyan can learn English? You don't think somebody from Zimbabwe knows English? Do you actually, Jim Acosta, do you actually think that English is confined to Great Britain and Australia? You know nothing, twit. This is CNN, folks. I'll be back in a minute. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: To the Chris Salcedo show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Uh, John was just giving me uh, an instant message telling me his wife's a naturalized citizen from India, speaks better English than he does. <laughs> Anywho, uh, le- let me. D- uh, this is going to be a short edition of the flip around today, folks, because, uh, well, we had Facebook Live uh, first thing off, and then uh, I wanted to spend a good deal of time. Talking about Glenn Thrush and Jim Acosta. Let's go over to MSNBS. First, I wonder what they're talking about. <clears throat> Russia, Russia, Russia. where Russia. they've
3: pushed back on health care. They've started to to signal that they're maybe not afraid of him. I think the combination of of hearing that this investigation has you know moved into a phase where there's a grand jury and panelled, according to the Wall Street Journal, and that he knows that Republicans are really watching carefully his next moves. That that combination could be pretty combustible for the president. All right, Julie Pace is a treat to have you with us. Thanks for spending some time with us. You too, Kendallani, and we thought you'd never come back from Aspen. <laughs> Uh, our thanks to kristen walker had to run off
1: <laughs> from aspen oh my thank you for joining us from Aspen. welcome back from aspen hello lovely. pass me teddy will you please uh, of course they were focused in on the uh, announcement of the impaneling of a grand jury the white house again signaling that a big deal they were expecting this uh but again just because Mueller is impaneling an investigation into russia Attempted influence on our election doesn't necessarily mean bad news for Trump, but I'm just going to watch it all in full. Let's get over to CNN. It was one way in which Trump presumably could get... Mueller fired. Okay, so right. I was so thinking Kelly as chief of staff, yes. I think,
2: gives a certain, uh, makes it harder for Trump. It, it takes away Trump's flexibility, well, in my I, view, in dealing with Mueller. And I was thinking won- of the scoop one day before, yeah, right. which was, yeah. keep track, <laughs> which was John Kelly when that's Comey a, had been fired, right. called Comey, offered his sympathies, and said at some point something about think contemplation of resignation, though he wouldn't.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a, the first day General Kelly takes over as chief of staff, he's a victim of leaks. The very leaks that Scaramooch was brought in to stop. And the minute that Scaramooch was out, here come the leaks again. Uh, One gets the impression that this president is up against it. And I want to be careful here. If these individuals who are operating politically... To, remo- to try to remove this president. I I do not fancy what comes next. From the country. I just don't. Let's get over to Fox. That They should or may uh, step down. It says they shall.
2: All right. Uh, that was from Arizona Republican Congressman Trent Franks yesterday telling me uh, Mueller has to go. Now that's before we got this revelation of a grand jury being impounded on the part. Part of uh, mr. Mueller here but I want to get the fallout from this because some in Congress think that would be a horrible idea to fire the guy now in the middle of all of this especially now I suppose uh, Fox senior Capitol Hill producer Chad Pergram on that how is that being received that idea fire the guy
1: well, prior to uh, the uh, announcement here about the uh, the grand jury investigation, there were two pieces of legislation went, which were introduced today to try to protect the special counsel. Cory Booker uh, put together a bill with Lindsey Graham. Another bill has been uh, put together by Tom Tillis, Republican of North Carolina, along with Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. Basically, they, if, if the special counsel were to be fired, they would give them an appeal process, a 14-day window, where they would go before the three-judge panel, which oversees the special counsel here in Washington, D.C., where they could make their case to that three-judge panel to stay on. <sighs> and none of this smells right. And when you have establishment folks from both parties seeking to protect the special counsel, it I, I gotta say, it smells like a uh, a setup uh, designed to get rid of this interloper this citizen politician who won election like i said i these these people in washington i think are making a very dangerous assumption that the that the american people are going to accept this obvious attempt to protect their turf on on at on behalf of themselves not on behalf of the country now does that mean that i believe that donald trump is doing everything right no but what it does mean is that the american people sent him up there for a reason because this kind of stuff the grand jury impaneling the special pro- uh, council, all of this stuff is precisely what drives Americans nuts. Absolutely nuts. Rod Rosenstein, I think ought to be looked at very seriously. Uh, this was a mistake from day one. But at this point, politically speaking, I'm going to talk politically, it, it would be Foolish for the president to uh, – if I, if anything, I would make sure that the president uh, got out as many surrogates as he could and made sure that all the leaks that come out of Miller's investigation are sensationalized. And it points out how much of a loose ship and a political ship he's running. I would have biographies of all the lawyers he has hired. The fact they're Democrat donors, the fact that they are uh, left wing progressives who hate the president. And I would make sure the American people know and understand precisely what's going on here. It's a fishing expedition. It's a witch hunt. They're looking for something the same way these special counsels have done in the past. Special prosecutors have done in the past. And of course, the press, its they're just happy they get to keep on saying Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All day long. And it's all an effort to curtail the agenda of, of Donald Trump, which is decidedly anti-Washington. All right, back in a minute, folks. We'll talk to Maria Bartiromo from Fox Business on the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Don't go anywhere. This is actually real news.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: You know, the the economy's taken off, folks. Uh, the most growth in American companies, the most profits they've had in six years. I just came out in the Wall Street Journal just the other day. Let's talk about this and many other things with Maria Bartiromo, anchor and global markets editor at Fox Business which she joined back in 2014. She anchors Mornings with Maria on Fox Business Network, 6 to 9 Eastern. That's in the morning, folks. And on Sunday Morning Futures, the most watched Sunday morning program on cable. Maria, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show for the very first time.
3: Chris, it's great to talk with you. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that? The economy and and, and all the good moves that are being made in the first six, seven months of the Trump administration. Nobody's talking about it much, except for you, maybe.
3: Well, look, I think that uh, it's clearly uh, obvious that things are getting better, that uh, profits are a major story, because in the first quarter, you had corporate profits for the S&P 500 up 14%. In the second quarter right now, uh, you're talking about expectations of an 11% move in terms of growth in profits. Uh, even more important is revenue, because obviously, you can cut costs and you know dress up earnings to make them look as as, as good as possible, but you really mm-hmm. cannot... Uh, change revenue. And revenue this quarter is up about 6%. So I think what you're seeing is for the first time in about a decade, uh, certainly in the last eight years, you're seeing companies uh, slowly but surely loosen the purse strings because they've been sitting on cash for for, for eight years, uh, unwilling to really put it to work in terms of job creation, in terms of investment in R&D and IT um, because they they were strangled with regulations, number one. And, you know, the end market demand story was unclear. But now President Trump, having rolled back all of these regulations in, you know, Dodd-Frank, the financial services industry, the energy industry, um, you really have a loosening up and an anticipation, an anticipation of things getting better. So corporates are now spending a little more money. It's very it's, it's very positive.
1: Yeah, you took me right where I wanted to go because uh, deregulation is huge, and this is stuff that Trump is doing all on his own because of the, the gridlock with uh, the Democrats and the never-Trumper Republicans versus the the pro-Trump Republicans can't get anything done in Congress. But what he's doing on his own, a uh, recent survey said that uh, since 2009 – Uh, Barack Obama had instituted 600 major regulations that put a burden on the economy to the tune of 743 billion dollars. So Trump's deregulation is, well, if I can borrow a phrase, huge uh, for those in business, yes?
3: That's absolutely right. And, you know, the deregulation in terms of... Uh, The cost of it was 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 killing companies as well, because remember, over the last eight years, the hiring that you saw going on was largely in compliance, legal companies lawyering up because Mm. they had to. Because what they were facing were lawsuits from the government, you know, demands of of fines, higher taxes, higher fees, you know, tighter regulation with uh, regulators basically moving in living in the, in the investment bank, certainly, that's for sure. Um, but, but that's why that's what companies were spending their money on, you know, legal issues and hiring lawyers and not much left to do any other investing. You know, so I think it's really important to recognize that that is going away, and that is a huge thing. And that's one of the reasons that you're seeing a better environment right now. Look, we, I, I think we're, we will need to see some tax reform, um, and I think that's also major m- being anticipated. Um, so you'll continue to see things get better. But right now you see a good profit story. And so while when the president was first elected, there was a lot of anticipation. And I think that was the reason that the stock market obviously soared right after the election. But then after the inauguration, a couple of months in, People started to lose some confidence in terms of too much getting Mm -hmm. done. We saw the breakdown in terms of health care and tax reform. And so things settled out. Market was not rallying the way it was. And then you saw profits picking up. Why? Because you are seeing a new focus from the business community to loosen the purse strings. You don't need the kind of folks and money spent on the regulatory situation. Maybe that will be alleviated. And so there, you know, it's working. It's it's very powerful.
1: It's a, no, it's a difference between a, a and, uh, an an anti business occupier of the Oval Office and a pro business uh, president. Uh, Maria Bartiromo is our is our guest right now, folks, from Fox Business, and uh, you, I'm going to get to tax reform here in a minute. But I wanted to ask you your opinion. We we got ADP jobs numbers out the other day, and they were a little below expectation. And I've always wondered this ADP. And the government numbers on jobs always different. (laughs) You know, they they never tell the same story. They never they they rarely coalesce. Which one do you trust more and and which one gives the better outlook as to the real jobs picture in the country?
3: Well, I think that really the most accurate would be the U6, the unemployment uh, rate, not the national unemployment rate, which is 4.3 percent, 4.4 percent right now. We're expecting it to go to 4.3 percent tomorrow. Um, but more so, I think the U6 is above uh, around 8%, I think, actually, because that is including the people who have stopped looking consistently. Um, And so I think that's probably the most accurate. But look, these are different gauges, you know, ADP versus, versus the Labor Department. I think what it shows you is we are almost at full employment right now things have improved even though you've got a, a you know a, a bad participation rate you've got a lot of people who've stopped looking and they're not participating but the bigger issue is wages and wages really haven't moved so there's a real quandary going on even though the the employment situation has improved wages have not moved much and so yeah. the question is how do you get wages moving you know i mean and i think this actually connects the dots with immigration as well. And this is what the president is saying in terms of his immigration plans, because when you do have more supply, more supply of workers, you know, looking for the same jobs, of course, you're going to see wages stay low. And so that it makes a lot of sense. It's it's common sense. And so I think that, you know, yeah.
1: It also does, has some connective tissue to tax reform as well. To, you you, you asked the question, you know, what, what could be done to get wages to go up? And let me just ask you your opinion. How essential is it for the, the economic growth of this country to, to, to rein in and reform that 75,000 page monstrosity that, that is, in my mind, unbefitting the American people called the tax code?
3: Right, it is absolutely critical that we see tax reform. I don't think you're going to get to three percent economic growth without tax reform. I mean, things you know, things are getting better, but there's no you know there's no reason to believe that they can't just sort of you know sputter along for a long time without a real catalyst. Everybody agrees that corporate taxes number one need to come down. Mm-hmm. You know, this double taxation in terms of uh, having money overseas. That needs to come down, become territorial. Uh, Individual rates need to come down. And so I I think, and of course, as you mentioned, the simplification. So this is what they're trying to do. I do believe that they are going to achieve this by year end. I don't know that it will be as detailed tax reform package that they would have liked to see, because in my opinion, they should have started with tax reform and then gone to health care. But obviously there were reasons to do health care first, and then that tripped them up. Um, but I do think they're going to get something done because they recognize that they have this opportunity, and they're and I think there's more common ground when it comes to tax reform. Although there will be battles, you know, the oh, administration yeah. oh, and yeah. Congress right now they're putting on a face for all of August that they are going to you know deal with tax reform and explain to the American people why this has to be done. But as Mark Meadows said the other day, if there's not a bill on the president's desk by Thanksgiving. It's unlikely that it gets done in 2017. Uh-huh. So well, you we'll know see. the old it's saw. A very aggressive timeline.
1: Yeah, you know the old saw, Maria, that uh, good policy makes for good politics. I hope the Republicans remember that. Maria Bartiromo, everybody. She's over there on FBN. You can catch her, her programs. Well, she's all over the place. You see her on Fox News Channel as well. And she is one of the go-to people on the economy. Thank you for making time for the Chris Salcedo Show.
3: Yeah, Chris, just so you know, my morning show is really where I am every day. Mornings with Maria from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern.
1: You got it, lady. Thank you very much for being here. All right, folks, back in a minute. We'll wrap the show coming up right here on the Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>
3: The Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak.
1: All thirty three ninety three. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in. Uh, Sarah Carter, who works over at Circa News, has just has just tweeted something that i I can't even believe this. I I I I really don't understand why this is. Uh, Sarah Carter says my latest, and this, this is her piece, a letter from H.R. McMaster said that Susan Rice will keep her top-secret security clearance. And Now, mind you, this is a woman who is, who is being investigated for improperly unmasking American citizens for political purposes. This is a woman who lied to the nation, on five separate Sunday shows about what the cause of Benghazi was. This is a. How is it that HR McMaster can see fit to, to to keep this woman in a national security position? Hold on a second. Is there, I'm reading this on my on my iPhone, so forgive me, folks. I'm trying to. Um, Dear Susan, the National Security Council Security Office has informed me you have an active, top-secret, sensitive compartment and information clearance sponsored by the NSC and maintained by the Office of Administration of Personnel Security Office. Why? What possible good for the country can Susan Rice having a security clearance have I? I gotta be honest with you. I'm I'm very much perplexed. Um, that's very interesting. Did you guys see the story that was out there about uh, this woman whose son was getting bullied by another nine year old? She takes the bully, the nine year old bully, takes him and shaves his head in an act of retaliation. Um, (laughs) Eureka police, this is, uh, where is this? Uh, Eureka police say it's a case unlike any they've seen before. A mother is accused of shaving a neighbor's head and writing on his forehead. She just distinctively went into beast mode, you know. She, she should have got the other kid's parents involved, says Bill Constantine. Another person adding, gosh, I can't believe that she would do that. That's just terrible. Those are some of the reactions from people hearing about a 34-year-old mother accused of retaliating against a 9-year-old boy. Case is heading to a St. Louis county prosecutor's office so i guess eureka is a suburb of st louis out there in missouri police say a woman's nine-year-old daughter was spending the night with the boy's sister in the legend terrace apartment complex investigators say the boy went into the room where the girls were and pulled the neighbor's girl's hair when she sat up the boy told police he accidentally hit her in the chest (laughs) accidentally When she went home, police say she told the mother she was touched inappropriately. Oh, boy. The day the nine-year-old boy went to the neighbor's house looking for his sister. And the mother of the young girl who was upset with the young boy pulled him into the apartment, shaved his head. And that's not all. Police say the woman wrote the word pervert with a felt tip pen on the boy's forehead. that mother is facing now assault charges come on. remember we were talking about adults earlier <laughs> oh man alive now, i understand the instinct to protect your kids but as a as an adult you can't do those kinds of things i didn't get a chance to get into this today we'll probably get into it tomorrow ladies and gentlemen uh Dreamer accused of brutally raping a woman in Seattle. I don't think he's a Dreamer. I think he's a DACA recipient. But lastly, about the whole Acosta stuff. I took a call from one of the earlier shows, and this is what it sounded like. Listen to this. Welcome to the Chris Alcedo Show.
2: Thank you, Chris. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure, uh, I sir. just wanted to make a comment on this exchange between Stephen Miller, who is the White House spokesperson on immigration, and he's a gun on immigration. And you have Jim Acosta trying to get into a debate with him. What was scary about that exchange was is that Jim Acosta, you have a combination of a biased journalist from a biased media and an ignorant guy. That's a deadly combination of a person sitting in there oh. trying to, re- to make a report. So it's not the fact that he doesn't know. It's sure that he doesn't want to even read.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to even read. J- Jim, Jim Acosta, and, and we've said this before, Jim Acosta loves himself some Jim Acosta. And it appears the only reading Jim Acosta does is his own stuff. So he's not learning much. But what Amir there, that's, that's the name of the caller, was making reference to, was the fact that Jim Acosta is biased and he's not apparently not well read. And that is a deadly, and he's a deadly combination. He's absolutely correct. Because this is a guy who's supposed to be in charge of informing us. And that's the lesson of the day, folks. You have to learn to know and understand the difference between when you're getting... Jim Acosta isn't the only one out there undertaking propaganda, masquerading as news. All right, that's going to do it for the show today, folks. Remember, as society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. This is the
0: Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.